Eternal God, our Father, we do love you and we yield ourselves to you. Pray, God, that you would hide us behind the cross that they may see Jesus and him only. Not our will, but your will be done in each of our lives. Speak to us. Speak through us. We be mindful to give you the glory and the praise and the honor because all of it is due you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And for his sake, all the servants of God say amen. This morning, we just thank God for word that he has given us to share. On last week, we shared what have you done for him lately. We've done things for ourselves. We've done things for others. But have we given someone a cold drink of water? Have we been a blessing to someone along the way, someone who is less fortunate? Have we been a blessing to them when we knew they were sick? Did we call them? Did we give them a ride? We are still responsible as children of God not to just take from God, but just to give unto him the sacrifice, a living sacrifice. We have been bought with a price. We're talking this morning from 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and those of you who would stand at the reading of God's word, just a few verses there. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. New creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors of Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Lord, bless the reading and hearing of his word. Amen. Repeat after me, the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation. We did not share with you a handout on today, but we do have a empty sheet there wherein you can follow along. But listen carefully what God is saying to us. Reconciliation is so important. And when it is not accomplished, it happens like this. Right after Bible study, right across the street, there was a fight that broke out between a couple. She was upset. She got a gun. A few days ago, 
began to move that gun around, and the person who is fresh out of Bible study goes by to be an assistant gets shot in the process. We believe God that he is okay, and the testimony we received from him is that I'm all right in the Lord. The Lord is going to take care of me. The reason for the fight, ladies and gentlemen, is because there was a certain amount of dysfunction. There was no reconciliation. There was a problem. There was a, a situation that had come up between the couple. Therefore, they were fighting. And when relationships are not reconciled, they go to extremes sometimes. How many of us have with us an individual that we are strained in our relationship? strained in our relationship. It's really hard for us to do ministry if we can have to avoid individuals. It's hard for us to do ministry when we have to go around certain persons. But it's good when, when God will bless if we make an effort for reconciliation, not only reconciliation within our relationships, and then you might be a, a mediator or an advocate for some others who have uh, a dysfunctional relationship. We need to know that as children of God that we have a responsibility to bring about uh, in a ministry of reconciliation, not only among us as children of God and among those who uh, we might know out there that just need the wisdom that comes from the word of God or a child of God, we need to make sure that we're reconciled to God. Many times we try and get those relationships together, um, then we disrespect God because we're not really giving God all that he deserves. And what Paul is saying here is that he not only sacrificed his son on our behalf, but because you are a child of God, if you are a child of God, you are a new creation. How many of you can say that I'm different than I was when I started on this journey? I know I came a long way. I say I've been, been in ministry uh, for a little while, but I just thank God for the salvation that he uh, gave to me uh, years ago. And I haven't been always good. It was some ups and some downs, but I thank him I'm better. Yeah, I'm a new creation. Not only that, but he's molding me and he's making me. But how about you? Are we the same and this is the way I am? Or are we making the changes necessary all things have passed away. Behold, it says, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. Reconciliation means this. It means reuniting. It also could mean resolution. It could mean agreement. It could mean harmonizing. And the reason I give you all of those choices, ladies and gentlemen, is because many times we think that when we're reconciled, that means that we're chummy again, that we're tight, that we get to do what we used to do before. Sometimes that reconciliation might make us cordial. 
We don't disrespect each other anymore. We, we are cordial in our treatment. We have appeased the situation. We have resolved it to a certain uh, degree. We've made a compromise. We've agreed there. So, but we do have, as children of God, the ministry of reconciliation. Reconciliation is the process by which God made sinful hum, humankind, humanity, acceptable to himself. What does that mean? That means that Christ's sacrifice for us has made it so we are reconciled to God. God could not, could not uh, take us into his presence. He could not take us into relationship because we had broke it uh, years ago. And then we are born in sin. And so therefore, he, he sent his own son. How many of you are still excited about the fact that he sent his own begotten son? That whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And you ought to be excited about that. You ought to be excited that he chose you even out of this, 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 this ocean of humanity. He has chosen you to be one of his children. He has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. And he would that you not only be reconciled to God and maintain that relationship with God, but also help others to mend their relationships. Help others to draw nearer to Christ. Help others to see your light with, that is with the light that is in you, that they may come into a harmony, that they may be drawn to Christ. First thing that you need to note if you're writing is that the fact that we do have a ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. It says we are a new creature, all things are, old things are passed away, all things are, have become new. And then it says again that all things are of God, which means that even the new things that you have come from God. Yeah, the new attitude I got is not the one I brought into the relationship. The new attitude I have, and I've been tested, ladies and gentlemen, over the last few months. I've been tested. I've been tested. I had to use all nine of the fruit of the Spirit. All nine. All nine. I thought I was doing better. I thought I had accomplished certain things. Maybe I'm the only one in the room. Yeah, I went to a dinner even on last night, and, and it, it's like, uh, it's, it's probably what it feels like to be in hell when you're around all the food but not get the chance to eat it. And you say, well, what, is that, what does that mean? Uh, it was a dysfunctional restaurant. It was excellent food, but I didn't get none. You order it, and then the person, they just going bouncing off the walls, and I'm sitting here. In Jesus' name, trying to be calm and collected, I kind of saved my little appetite for that time. I'm glad somebody gave me some of the scraps that fell from their table. I'm sitting there trying to be calm, and I know I got to come here in the morning. <laughs> somebody say amen. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to be calm. And I was like, Jesus, gee, I need your strip. It was, you know, ladies and gentlemen, they never did bring my plate. We can't go back to cussing, ladies and gentlemen. We have, to, we have to wait on the Lord. Somebody say amen. We have to leave in Jesus' name, just pay for the water that we drunk or whatever, and then walk on out and go get us something else. You don't mess up the whole fellowship. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to make sure that we demonstrate it, and it's real-life demonstration. 
You might get some bad service, but your job is a ministry of reconciliation. I guess I got that test before this morning. Uh, well, I passed. I passed. I didn't say nothing, but you know, we thought about him. Am I the only one in here? I feel lonely right now. But the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, is that we have a ministry of reconciliation, and it's practical. All things have become new. And the patience, the peace, the long-suffering that you have is not of you. I cannot take credit for it. Biting my lip half the time, trying to be patient and trying to rest there. It was a big big party. It was a big family party, but just some kind of way you get eliminated, and it's so dysfunctional that it's just, let's leave. Let's leave. After the party's over, just leave. Don't try and make a big deal of it. Let's just leave. All things have become what? All things have become new, and all the grace that we have comes from God, and we really have to use it. Who reconciled himself to us through Christ Jesus. Ministry is a service. It's a function. It's a profession that is designed and or developed to meet a need. Ministry, ladies and gentlemen, is service. Finding a need and meeting it. Ministry is not just me being up front or someone else being up front or just being the president of an organization or the chairperson. No, ministry is service. It's, fun it's function or it is profession. Uh, it's designed and developed to meet a need. Are you in ministry? If you are in ministry, even your ministry at your work, in your office, wherever you might find yourself, you as a child of God still have the ministry of reconciliation. Not only that you have been reconciled to God because of your relationship with God, therefore you can help others in their strained relationship. And it's not easy for you all the time, and I'm sure of that. Many of you behind the beautiful smiles, you have frustrations. You have things that are in your mind, things that are, you, you, is God in this? You have to understand that God works in mysterious ways. Sometimes he gives you uh, the test. He gives you a test that you have to endure Hardness as a good soldier. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Really? Soldiers get hit. Soldiers step in traps. Soldiers are, are aimed at often. We have to understand also, ladies and gentlemen, that as ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is our responsibility to strive for unity, strive for agreement, strive for for resolution in our relationships and in the relationships that we have access to. Wherever God has designed, because of our reconciliation, because he has reconciled us, therefore it's our responsibility to uh, not live in that rec reconciliation but also be a blessing to someone else. You're going to have to use all nine fruit of the Spirit. 
Read them in Galatians chapter 5. Read them over. Get those down packed. Ladies and gentlemen, they do work. Oh, yeah, they work. But the opposite is the fleshly. We'll slap them back. We'll cut them. We'll vengeance his mind. We have to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we are covered by Christ's righteousness that he has placed upon us and recognize that our goodness, whatever good you might do, it comes from God. We thank God for the ministry of reconciliation, but then there's also the message of reconciliation. The message of reconciliation, that is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and had committed to us the word of reconciliation. How's your vocabulary? What message are you communicating? What words do we use to communicate to bring about relationships? You cannot be as excited as others who are enraged. You have to be peaceful. You have to be calm. You have to use words that encourage. Write that down. Words that encourage, words that stimulate, and words that promote peace and harmony. Between God and men, stimulate individuals toward holy living and holy lifestyle. And a good way to do that is live it yourself. When we live the lifestyle that is pleasing to God, others are drawn to that. Words of encouragement, people appreciate uh, because we appreciate what God has done for us. Therefore, we, we sacrifice ourselves and then give words of encouragement. I was, uh, I was just washing the car. I uh, went to a, to a facility. I don't want to call the name, you know, just. But anyway, I went to get my car washed. A little guy walks up to me, and he, he takes my order. He, I want a $12.99. I just want that. And then he stood back, and I thought he was going to sell me something. He says, sir, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah. He said, I want to be a tennis star. He said, I want to be, I want to be, uh, you know, get known in that area. He said, do you think it's uh, impossible for me? I said, how old are you? He says, I'm 23. His hair was a, was a nappy natural. His shirt was barely making it legal. His pants were hanging on him. I said, you're 23. I say, how bad do you want it? How bad he took time to ask me, and I get time to give him some words of encouragement. You can do it if you want to. He said, well, people will give me some negative. They'll say, I can't they say this and that. But you have to know why. So you have to know why you want to do what you want to do because when it gets hard, you'll know the reason why I started on this direction. I said, you can be anything you want to be. It's not about your height. It's not about, it's about, I said, check on Serena Williams and her sister. Look at their stories. See the motivation that they have. And then you take that same, I say, how is your game? He said, it's impressive. I said, well, go and impress them. 
You, you, you have to work on what it is. And what happens is a, a, just a car wash going through. He took time. He said, sir, can I ask you a question? And then my job is to give him some encouragement. Never might, might never see him again. Might never have access to him again. You don't even know who you're talking to. You say, well, boy, don't bother me with that foolishness. No, you can be what you want to be. You don't only be pastor and minister and save saint on Sunday. You got to take it wherever you go. You got to use it and make sure you encouragement. What is your message? Message of re reconciliation is words of encouragement, words that stimulate individuals toward holy living in the lifestyle, words to promote peace and harmony. Ladies and gentlemen, again, the, we talk about the ministry of reconciliation, the message of reconciliation, but also the method of reconciliation. Verse number 20 says, now, when, now, now then we are ambassadors. Everybody say ambassador. We are ambassadors of Christ that as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in God's stead be ye reconciled to God. Your position as a child of God, you are an ambassador. Perhaps you didn't know it, but anybody that goes to another country, they represent the country that they came from. As an ambassador, you don't go over there talking about what you want to talk about. As an ambassador, you have an assignment, even you have a script. You don't talk about what you've accomplished or what you've done. You talk about what the king sent you to communicate. And as an ambassador, uh, an ambassador is one who has been sent, and you and I, sent forth as heavenly representatives. You can write that down. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't really seem, ladies and gentlemen, that we're on that great of an assignment. Paul says, you're an ambassador. You're a heavenly representative. If they don't see uh, uh, Jesus for themselves, they ought to see him in you. You're representing him. That's why we have to conduct ourselves and watch the way we carry ourselves because we are representatives of him. We are the voice from heaven. If anybody wants to hear some good news, it shouldn't be that I got a new car, I got a new house, I got a new dress, I got a new suit. No, it should be that Jesus Christ died. Yeah, so that you can live again because this life will end. That's why it's good news because he accomplished, uh, he, 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 he defeated death on your behalf and mine. So death is not, it's the final enemy, but God has conquered it. We are the voice of heaven. Not only we are the voices of heaven, we are authorized to speak and act on behalf of the Lord. We are authorized. And listen, that's why it's safer just communicate what the Bible says. 
An excellent thing for each of us to do. Just read through Ecclesiastes and Proverbs. It's going to give you some aphorisms. It's going to give you some words that are true universally. It's going to give you some things that you can say. People won't even know you're quoting Bible. It'd be so smooth. And then it'll tell you how to live. You say, no, I ain't going to try and be deep. You don't have to. Read Ecclesiastes. It's going to check you out anyway. Read Proverbs. It's going to tell you what to stay away from and what to attract. It's going to give you wisdom. Wisdom is the best gift, ladies and gentlemen. I love to talk about wisdom because it's the best. Chasing Sophia. That's what Sophia means. Sophia means wisdom. I want to write a book on that one of these old days. But anyway, I'm chasing Sophia, chasing wisdom, ladies and gentlemen. Because wisdom is better than the gold and the silver and all the other things that we can accumulate. Not only are we representatives, we're the voice from heaven. We got authorization. We're fully backed. We're fully funded. We're fully defended. And we fully assisted by the authority and power of God. How many of you know he will never leave you? nor forsake you. You say, how can I do it? I'm trying to make it on my own. Ladies and gentlemen, God has a method. He said, all you need to do is show up. When you show up, I'll show up in you. He said, humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. And he said, then I'll exalt you. And he said, I'll be exalted through you. How many of you know that God deserves all the glory and all the praise? Your position as children of God, your, your method is recon, reconciliation. Recognize your position as ambassadors. Your passion should be to inspire others toward the kingdom of heaven. I cannot say this word, preach this word, proclaim, and not tell you to be reconciled to God. Because there's an assumption here that everybody in church is saying. There's an assumption here that everybody's close to God as they should be. But ladies and gentlemen, God is pleading with each of us, be reconciled to God. Ladies and gentlemen, Pastor Weatherspoon just lost his son. We have a lot of things that are going on in our society, even in our world. And we have no time to not be close to God. The Bible tells us to be reconciled to God. And listen, if you got a strained relationship, you need to fix that before it's everlasting too late. Hallelujah. Don't die like that. Don't let them die and you're not able to, to make amends or at least say I'm sorry or at least try. We have the ministry of reconciliation. We're not trying to divide. We're trying to bring it back together. We have the ministry of reconciliation, the message of reconciliation, the method of reconciliation, and last of all, the motivation of reconciliation. Verse number 20, 21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I said he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a motivation enough. All of us have sin, but I don't have to call your list. I got my own list. How many of you know I'm motivated because he even let me say a word on his behalf? 
Yeah, I'm motivated because he lets me get certain person's encouragement. Are you motivated enough? Are you appreciative of what God has already given to you? How many of you appreciate the love of God? The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 8, he said, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He said he died before you even got it straight. He died before you even were born. He formed in the womb. He said he died so that you might live. He said all I want you to do is reconcile men to Do you have any motivation? Yeah, I'm motivated, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to die on this road, I say. The favor of God. How many of you know your salvation is not because you've been so good? Your knowledge of God, your insight of God, your, your knowledge of the word, and then it, the little bit that you share with God is a gift from God. Salvation, ladies and gentlemen, is a gift from God. Favor of God is on your life. And I thank God for the favor. And that's what we call grace. Grace is God's unmerited favor. How many of you are excited about the fact that he uses you in spite of? He keeps you in spite of. You don't even look like you, what you've been through or experienced. But because of the grace of God, I don't know about you, but I'm motivated. I'm motivated to help others. I'm motivated to sacrifice my time, talent, and treasure. I'm motivated to keep my mouth shut when I, when I want to say something. I'm motivated because I want to reconcile. I want to be a light, and I don't want to knock anybody else down. I don't want anybody stumbling over me. What about you? What relationships do you need to restore? How many of you can thank God for his faithfulness towards you? How many of you thank God that when nobody else knew about it, you prayed late at night? Hallelujah, you get up in the morning weeping and doing for a night, then joy. Yeah, all that you're going through, sometimes we need to sit down and reflect about how God has been good to us. Hallelujah, when my mama told me I should have been gone at, at eight months old, I was like, oh, Jesus, I, should, I, I ain't even supposed to be here. But because of that good news, because of God's grace, because of his mercy, he'll use us. Will you be reconciled to God? Will you be reconciled to him? Will you do what he has called? You have the ministry. You got the message. You got the method. But if you just have that motivation, your motivation, ladies and gentlemen, is because he has been so good to us. Yeah, we just want to do for him and on his behalf. Let's all stand to our feet, please. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's give God a hand of praise for who he is. Come on, give him a praise because he's been good to us. He's given us, we're ambassadors from, ambassadors of God from heaven. And we need to recognize that and remember that. As we go out, you're not common anymore, ladies and gentlemen. You are marked, you are bought with a price. Your life is no longer your own anymore. You're a new creature. The old things, we have to let them pass away. Let him keep molding us and making us.
You might be here today. Whatever your need is, we want you to reconcile to God. If you say, I don't have a church home, I want to be a part of this fellowship, you are welcome. If you're here and you say, I've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you are welcome here. If you're here and you say, I want to rededicate myself to God, this is an excellent time to do it because he wants us to be reconciled to him. How many of you have strained relationships? Is there anybody here with a strained relationship? You don't have to call it out, but you're trying to mend it or you're trying to. Why don't you step out? We'll pray for you. Even in privacy, without calling names, we want your relationships to be restored. God give you that. Is there anybody else here just want prayer? Just want prayer for whatever your reason might be. I thank God for this hour.